This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, November 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. The TPP push continues. A tuberculosis investigation and farmers push for a Democratic governor. The Obama administration is not letting up on its push to convince the public and Congress that the Trans-Pacific Partnership needs to be ratified this year. The Office of the U.S. Trade Representative, the USDA, and other agencies have broken down the benefits of the 12-nation trade pact by commodities and in other ways. But now they're making the case state by state. The Tennessean on Friday published an op-ed from USTR Michael Froman who argued that TPP would be especially beneficial to the music industry in Nashville. Trade deals like the TPP help the U.S. strengthen international copyright protections, he said. The office of the USTR even capitalized on the World Series, highlighting an article in the Chicago Tribune that laid out TPP benefits for the state of Illinois. Meanwhile, U.S. trade officials continue to push forward this week. Darcy Vetter, chief agriculture negotiator for the USTR, will be extolling the virtues of TPP Wednesday at the annual National Association of Farm Broadcasters Convention in Kansas City, Missouri. And on Thursday, USTR Michael Froman is scheduled to sit down for a breakfast meeting in D.C. with ambassadors from TPP countries. Canada kicks off multi-herd bovine TB investigation. The Canadian government is conducting a massive investigation into bovine tuberculosis infections that could take months to complete and involves multiple herds in Alberta over a five-year span. That according to the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, or CFIA. The CFIA announcement comes on the heels of the USDA reporting that a Canadian cow set for slaughter in the U.S. was infected with the highly contagious disease. During a bovine TB investigation, quarantines and movement restrictions are placed on any implicated farms. Testing, humane destruction, and disposal are carried out as required, according to the CFI statement. As this investigation involves a significant number of herds and requires the tracing of the movement of animals for the past five years plus testing, it is not expected to be completed for several months. Jess Peterson, a spokesman for the U.S. Cattlemen's Association, said it will be important for Canada to kill all of the infected animals in order to stamp out the disease. He told AgriPulse, you have to be very aggressive. Cuban agency wants to buy U.S. rice, but not without credit. Officials with All Import, the Cuban government's import agency, said this week they want to buy U.S. rice again, but won't be able to do so as long as the U.S. ban on credit is in place. That's according to an account by the USA Rice Federation, which participated in the 34th Annual Havana International Fair. All Import informed USA Rice that they have always had a good impression of U.S. origin rice quality and would like to once again be able to import from the United States, but that the main barrier to trade remains the lack of ability to negotiate credit terms financing with U.S. companies, that according to the U.S. group. Currently, Cuba imports about 80% of their rice from Vietnam, Brazil, and Uruguay. These purchases enjoy 100% credit, with terms averaging between 120 and 180 days. Farm groups defend Democratic candidate in Missouri governor's race. The farm and ranch vote has been trending toward the GOP in more recent elections. But in at least one state, farmers are doing everything they can to elect a Democrat for governor. 
Missouri Farm Group spent the weekend barnstorming across the state to support Democratic gubernatorial candidate Chris Coster, then against attacks from the Humane Society of the U.S., HSUS, and the GOP gubernatorial candidate Eric Greitens, who has described Coster's supporters as corrupt cronies. The Missouri Farm Bureau, Missouri Cattlemen's Association, Missouri Soybean Association, Missouri Corn Growers Association, and Missouri Pork Association all supporting Coster because he's consistently supported their key issues. HSUS is, quote, at it again, using their huge out-of-state war chest to condemn Missouri agriculture by running attack ads against Chris Coster. That the word of Keith Stevens, president of the Missouri Cattlemen's Association. He said HSUS should leave Missouri alone. Coster came under fire from HSUS for his support of the Missouri Right to Farm Amendment and also because he filed suit against California's Proposition 2. He argued the effort to regulate the size of the closures for egg-laying hens ran afoul of the U.S. Constitution's Interstate Commerce Clause because it would have imposed new and costly regulations on out-of-state egg producers. Purdue University shows danger of losing GMO crops. The cost of food worldwide would increase and the environment would take a big hit if farmers could no longer plant genetically modified seeds. That according to the conclusions of a study from Purdue University that was published in the Journal of Environmental Protection. Researchers say they found that if farmers had access to non-GMO corn, soybeans, and cotton seeds, food costs would jump between 0.27 and 2.2%. Conversely, If countries that already plant GMOs expanded their use of genetically modified crops to match the rate of GMO planting in the United States, global greenhouse gas emissions would fall by the equivalent of two-tenths billion tons of carbon dioxide and would allow eight-tenths million hectares of cropland, that's about two million acres, to return to forests and pastures. Some of the same groups that want to reduce greenhouse gas emissions also want to ban GMOs. But you can't have it both ways, said author and professor of ag economics, Wally Tyner. He said planting GMO crops is an effective way for agriculture to lower its carbon footprint. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, November 7th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.